Pseudobulbar affect, haven't heard of it, it affects about two million people in the U.S. If you have PBA, you're prone to sudden, frequent, and uncontrollable episodes of crying and or laughing that generally do not fit with how you feel. Our next guest lives with this every day. I worked for many years as a registered nurse, and I loved to ballroom dance. But then five years ago, I had a stroke, and I struggled with the use of my right side. All of a sudden, I started crying and laughing for no reason at all. I wasn't sad. And, and there was nothing funny. It happened frequently and I couldn't control it. A lot of times I felt very embarrassed, especially in public. I didn't know what was wrong and I needed answers. Diana joins us today in the audience along with Dr. Gary Small, UCLA professor of psychiatry and aging, who's here to help explain this often misunderstood condition. So Dr. Small, it's really important I think to talk about who's most at risk for this. Post-stroke patients like Diana or people with neurologic conditions like Alzheimer's, dementia, traumatic brain injury, ALS, MS, and Parkinson's, they are at risk for PBA. And this is so important. I, I want to ask you, Diana, how did you find out that you have PBA? I went to my doctor and I told her what I was experiencing. So she sent me to a neurologist who diagnosed me. And once you actually got the diagnosis, finally, how did that make you feel? I was validated uh, and relieved to know that this is not uncommon after a stroke and it's manageable. My family was affected by this because they didn't understand that this was a medical condition and they thought I was uh, seeking attention. It made me feel bad. One of the jobs of the brain is to figure out how we feel in any given moment. Information is sent to the brainstem, which then sends signals to the face and other parts of the body that show your emotions, but neurologic conditions or brain injuries can create this disconnect between the parts of the brain that express emotion and those that control emotion. This short circuit, if you will, can trigger involuntary episodes of crying or laughing, in this case known as PBA. And I think people are probably hearing about this for the first time, maybe realize why this can be so difficult to diagnose. People with neurologic conditions or brain injury or those recovering from stroke are consumed with adjusting to their new normal or preventing another stroke. So they simply miss the symptoms of PBA and they never report them to their doctor. And physicians like myself who care for patients with Alzheimer's or other dementias can have a hard time identifying PBA too. That's because sudden episodes of crying or laughing can be mistaken for depression or other personality changes associated with dementia. And the difference is important. Depression is a continuous state of sadness or hopelessness, whereas PBA crying episodes, they're relatively brief, spontaneous eruptions that may not represent an internal feeling of sadness in this case. That's right. PBA and depression are separate conditions. The good news is that they're both manageable. That's why it's so important to talk with your doctor and clearly describe your symptoms. And what else can people do? I've worked with Avenir Pharmaceuticals and they have a website called pbainfo.org. For more information about PBA or to take a PBA assessment, visit the website. The assessment is a simple brief questionnaire 
that measures the frequency of PBA episodes and helps doctors with the diagnosis. Well, hopefully people now know what PBA is. And Dr. Small, I want to thank you for joining us. Diana, thank you. Best of luck to you. More to come, everyone.